Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. And so I've entitled this incredible generation impact of doing it God's way. Last week, I talked about uh, Sarai and Abram, who became Sarah and Abraham, and how God had spoke to them when they were basically around 100 years old and uh, said to Abram, who became Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of um, a multitude of nations. You know, as much as you can see the stars in the sky, you are going to have children like that. And, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm nearly 100. My wife's the same. Her womb is uh, as good as dead. And then... God basically says, no, you're going to give birth to a child. And through that child, uh, his generation and the line from him, it will all uh, lead up to the becoming and the birth of God's only son, Jesus Christ. And uh, so in their enthusiasm (laughs) and in their attempt to hurry up God's plan earlier uh, and fulfil it through human effort, uh, Sarah actually said to her uh, handmaiden, I've got a job for you to do. And then told Abraham, listen, sleep with my hand, maiden. I'm too old, can't have a child. And so Hagar gets pregnant with Ishmael. And uh, what they thought was a good idea was not God's idea. What they thought was a good idea was not God's idea. And through human effort and through attempting to hurry up the plan of God, they ended up uh, with Ishmael when God had said I'm only going to fulfill my plan through the child of faith. I'm only going to fulfill my plan through Isaac. And uh, just a reminder for all of us, listen, everybody, be careful in trying to hurry up with your plan because sometimes God says slow, sometimes God says grow, and sometimes God says no. Let me just say that again for everyone. Sometimes God says slow, sometimes God says grow, and sometimes God says no. And uh, maturity is getting good with all three. Some of us, we can cope with slow and grow, but the no thing, we can't deal with. But you need to realise God has always got the long-term vision on everything. He's there at the beginning of time. He's there at the end of the time, end of time. He sees the whole picture and He sees what you and I don't see. And so God is a protective Father, Let me say that again. God is a protective Father. And for those who will come under His protection and His fathering, gee, it's a good life. And you'll feel secure and you'll have peace even when the storms of life are occurring and it seems like the giants are coming against you. God will give you peace and be with you in the middle of your challenge when uh, He is Lord of your life. So the Bible says to us too in Matthew 6.33, everyone, once again, to seek God first. I heard a commentator recently saying the challenge for Christians is many times we have disordered love. And I was like, what's he going to, what's he mean by that? Disordered love. And what he went on to say was, he said, we go to church, but we have God in third or fourth place. We've got people before Him. We've got basketball before Him. In Perth, we've got the beach before Him. We've got God somewhere in the line and Christmas and Easter, He gets a big, we get a, He gets a big attention. But he said, we have disordered love as believers. And what we need to do is realise that the Bible is clear in that God doesn't want to be third or fourth. He wants to be first. God doesn't want to be in the passenger seat. He wants to be in the driving seat, driver's seat of your life. And so what we have to do is get 
out of the driver's seat, go around and get in the passenger seat side and say to the Lord, if you wanna have freedom and peace and life and success, let God drive the car of your life. And Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the Kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Bible again reminding us, seek God first. Easier said than done. But when we make it Him our focus, you begin to see the results that you could not come up with, that you know these are God's results and God's results bring about freedom, blessing, fulfilment, peace. Hello, peace, which is so needed in the human population on this planet is peace. So realise everybody, when you seek the Lord, He's not forgetful of what you need in your life. He's not going, I don't know what you need. No, He knows. And He says, just seek me first and all these things will be added to you. What are things? A job, a car, somewhere to live. We just saw that somebody started giving for the first time and uh, said, I'm gonna put God first, I'll bring my tithe and applying this, the eternal principle of the tithe. And as they did, they just got, they're all nodding their heads. The job, the house, the whole thing just suddenly changed as that person said, I'm gonna, put God to the test now and do what His Word says. So everybody, the Bible encourages us, there's a breakdown in our lives. Something, things aren't working when God is not in His rightful place, which is love Him first. Love Him first and then He is working to get the things into our lives. You know, we're very easily, we make unconscious idols. Sometimes we don't even know that they're an idol in our life, but there are, the, there are those things that take our our time, they are priority over God. Some of us, if, some, if a relative asks us to miss church, some of us will miss church like that. We'll miss the kingdom like that because I got an invitation from that rello or that friend or that thing. You know, you've got to remember again, everyone, and just remind yourself. In 1 Corinthians, it says that the church is the body of Christ. Like, the church is the body of Christ. When you and I come, we're here, different, uh, different um, abilities, talents, callings, saved, ages, nations. When we come and we put it together, Jesus goes, that's my body. He goes, this is the body of Christ. Now, just dwell on that over your cup of tea for the rest of eternity. <laughs> and then He also says in Acts 20, 28, which just is mind-blowing, He purchased the church with His own blood. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. Jesus purchased the local church, the church worldwide, with His own blood. Let's just think about that into eternity. My goodness, like the church for Jesus, it represents everything. And even as He was giving His life up for you and I so we could be saved by putting our faith in Him and what He did on the cross, He actually saw beyond the cross too to the church. He saw to you and I. He knew I'm giving up my life for all people. But He also had a purpose beyond that saying, the church will come. This blood is for the church. So everyone, we cannot treat God's church like the basketball club the cricket club, the, you know, the relative we never visit, you know, kind of connected, kind of not. We have to go, hang on, this is the body of Christ. This has been purchased with God's own blood. Yet you watch Christians around the world, walk around, kind of here, kind of at this church, kind of at that church, kind of here, kind of that, kind of not. 
Everybody, He purchased it with His own blood. Oh my gosh. So my relationship to the church has to be very sensitive, very careful. And can I encourage everybody, if you wanna, if you wanna, um, if you wanna be having what God has for your life, do it God's way with the church. The Bible says there's, there's wisdom in the multitude of counsellors. Choose your counsellors wisely. <laughs> Make sure they're godly people, godly leaders with godly fruit. And, and the Bible also says, you know, if we're a Christian and we're like kind of, we're, we're like Zorro, we do our own thing, we appear. The big, for those who are older, just watch Zorro do the Z, disappear the masked man. Some of us are that Christian. We come to church. I was here and I've gone. And we kind of have the secret life. If you want to have Ishmael's coming along, <laughs> then have a secret life. Have the life there's no accountability, when no one knows you. You're not known. You don't know anyone, but you sorrow occasionally. All of that does not bring about God's Isaacs. In actual fact, it will definitely bring about Ishmael's. So I want to just say to us, the idols that we make subconsciously or unsubconsciously, by the way, an idol is an image or a person or a representation of God used as an object of worship. An image or a person or something that's a representation of God, small g, used as an object of worship. Whatever we're looking for to fill us, we need to know no created thing can bear the weight of your deepest hopes. No created thing can bear the weight of your deepest hopes. There's nothing that you can come up with or your soul's deepest longings. No person can fill your soul's deepest longings. No person, no thing, nothing. Only Jesus Christ. And how do we know many times the people who actually preach or talk like me and like my atheist friend? <laughs> we know, because usually us, well, I, what was I? I don't know what I was. Us, I was just ungodly, you're an atheist. <laughs> but I tried so many things and it was just like one empty hole after another, one black hole after another, one empty unfulfilled hole. But then when I said, okay, Jesus, <laughs> you've got a good rap on the earth, slightly a big impact. If you're real, come into my life and be my Lord, be my Saviour. The hole began to be healed. <laughs> When you run ahead of God or try to place His will with your will, not only do you suffer, but the people you love suffer too. When you run ahead of God, try to place His will with your will, not only do you suffer, but the people you love suffer too. There is conflict between Sarah and Hagar's offspring until this day on planet Earth. Still struggle, still strife, still conflict from Sarah and Hagar's offspring. You know, d damage results in lives when humans use their own means to accomplish spiritual matters. We try to accomplish spiritual matters that God never had put His hand on, God never called us to do. You watch people struggle and then they blame God. <laughs> That's what we do. We, we do things that are Ishmael by what we think. God's not in it. And then when it goes wrong, we're like, well, Lord, where were you? And He goes, well, I was always here. Well, Lord, where were you? And he said, uh, I was here. It's just that you never asked me. <laughs> so to not end up in the snare of 
Hagar and now suffer from the torment of persecuting Ishmael, we need to say, Jesus, what do you want me to do? What is your will? So many people are in the torment of a persecuting Ishmael that's destroying your peace with God because God was never in it. People have said to us over time, what's your strategy with churches? What's your strategy with this? What's your strategy with Rwanda? What's your strategy with Zambia? What's your strategy with uh, Germany? What's your strategy? Obey God. Yeah, but what's your strategy? Yeah, obey God. (laughs) Yeah, but when you put it down and you look at the strategic plan, what does it look like? Obey God. I like I had the pastors interview me for a book on Australia, the church in Australia over the last hundred years. And I didn't quite make it in. I was too young to make it in. I love that. 60 and I didn't make it in. But anyway, but I might make it in the next one. It was so good because they said to me, when God asked you to do this, they're interviewing me and they've interviewed all these pastors. Did you want to do that? I went, no, heck no. And like, well, did you want to do that when you did that? No, not really. And then they're like, did you want to do Tenacious House? Definitely not. <laughs> For those who know, I absolutely love Tenacious House and what's happening. But it was all going to be cost. To do God's will is costly. Yes. To go to Montreal, oh my gosh. Montreal right now, I just spoke to Pastor Spencer and Naveen, losing Pastor Spencer from our staff here, super costly. So, and many of you are missing him as we do so much and Leah. And yet he's there and... Quebec, Canada is 0.07% Christian. 0.07% is what you would call born again Christian. So that's 99.03% of people are not saved. So God goes to us, go there. And now the church, which was about 50 people in attendance, maybe 60, it's now near 200 in seven months. (laughs) But... The joy again is not us shifting Christians around to make us look good. (laughs) We are not that church. We don't ever want to be, that's you trying to do an Ishmael thing. No, 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 do what God asks you to do, which is always make the focus the unsaved. So now we just had a couple of the elders tell me, going, Pastor Ed, this is our third church here in Quebec. We have never seen people get saved every week. Every week, the people are putting their hands up in the service here to receive Christ and coming out and praying the sinner's prayer. And they said, we've never seen it. We're just in shock. How is this happening? And the worship team just stands there going, oh my gosh, people are responding again. Atheists and non-Christians are somehow looking us up and going, I need to go there. They've got nothing to do with the Christian faith and giving life to Christ. Why is that? It's because the eldership here said, yes, I said no. <laughs> I say no a lot, right? I'm that son, you know the son in the Gospels? One says, I will go, like a lot of Christians. I will do that, and they never do. I'll be faithful to the end, six years later, one month later. I'm the other one. I'm not doing that, heck no. (laughs) And then down the track, here we are in Montreal, people. (laughs) And guess what? We're getting an Isaac. We're not getting an Ishmael. We're getting an Isaac, not an Ishmael. Listen, it's, pain, it's painful letting go of something your flesh rec- creates. It's painful. But really, at the end of the day, if you want to be happy and be free and be fulfilled, really you have no choice. You can be moved by the pleading of people and miss God's best. Some person pleading, wanting to be between you and God. Or you can say, 
as much as I love this person or care for this person, Jesus, I love You more. God, I love You more. I just love that in the movie, The Jesus Revolution, where the young couple in the movie, it was so nice. And the young couple who represent this movie, and they say to one another, hey, I love you, but I love God more. Don't get in the way of Him. I was like, that was the right answer. You know, when you're willing to walk away from something you love because you love God more, that's really the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise is not just the song. The, the Bible says the fruit of our lips is a sacrifice of praise, which is awesome. But a real sacrifice of praise is costing you something. You cannot have real Christianity. And I know we want that in this generation. We want cheese boards, cheese platters, partying. <laughs> but And all that's great. I love all that. But you really can't get it. You really can't have God's will and have the Isaacs in your life, the supernatural, without paying a cost. And when you offer it up to God, you position yourself to receive the blessing of God. You know, the Bible talks about that which is born of faith. That's the Isaac for your life. James 1.14 talks about this too. Why do, why do we end up in problems? It says, each one, each man, each woman is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and entires. Then when desire has conceived, gives birth to sin. What is sin? It's really independence from God, rebellion from God. And when it is full grown, it brings forth death. The Bible is saying we bring forth things that emotionally bring about a spiritual death. Uh, not necessarily physically, but mentally. Things are brought about that actually, it's, it just puts, a, it puts a, a, a dampener on everything that God is trying to do. Paul encourages us in the New Testament to rejoice in God. I love this, to walk by faith, even when we, even before we see the fruit that we're believing for. Paul says, walk by faith. Even when you're not seeing the fruit yet, walk by faith. And walk by faith means praise God when you don't feel like it. The best time to go to church is the time you don't feel like it. The best time to sing to the Lord is the last moment you feel like, I don't wanna sing. When you praise Him, when you lift Him up, when you exalt Him, when you thank Him, when nothing's happening and you say, hey, nevertheless, I'm gonna thank God for what I'm believing for. I'm gonna declare His praises when right now nothing is happening. Everybody, let's be an Isaac people. <laughs> let's be a people who praise God and receive the Isaacs God has for us. Galatians 4, verse 27. Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout. You are not in labour, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Sarah ended up with more children than Hagar. She was barren, she was desolate because she obeyed God and because they believed and walked in the promise that God had for them. God is addressing today our spiritual progress and our spiritual barrenness in these Scriptures. And He's saying, everybody, listen, speak to yourself first. If you've got cynicism on board, speak to it. Say, be quiet, we're gonna praise God. If you've got negativity on board, speak to yourself. Successful people don't listen to themselves. Successful people are speaking to themselves. Here's what I speak to me. Hey, I know what you wanna do, but obey the Word of God. Hey, I know what you wanna do. You wanna lie down and eat pizza, but no, we're going to church and we're gonna worship the Lord. I know what you wanna do, but we're gonna praise God when it's not working. Come on, praise God now in Jesus' Name. 
Everybody desired to see the supernatural. I want to see the supernatural. I want to see the Isaacs. My childhood was Ishmael City, Ishmael Central. Everything was happening and none of it was meant to be. It was all wrong and out and disordered. That was my whole childhood. And then watching in one generation, God return it around and go, here's a reorder and here's what I meant for you. Wow. But I had to desire to see the supernatural. Sue and I want to see the supernatural. Thank God for a partner in life who said, let's go for God. Let's see the supernatural in our children. Let's see the supernatural in our church. Everybody, it's too boring without the supernatural. The Christian life, if it's religious, I can't do it. It's too boring. I need the supernatural. I want the supernatural. Come on, I want the supernatural. We need the supernatural. You need the supernatural. Then we've got to do it God's way in Jesus' Name. Romans 4 says of Abram that in the end, he, in the end, he didn't doubt. He said, okay, God. And the Bible says he grew strong and empowered by faith, giving glory to God. And I love it. It says he ended up not staggering in unbelief. Everybody don't stagger in unbelief anymore, but get up and say, right, it's a changing day. It's a changing day. Do you know whenever we want God to move in our life, we think it's another group of people, it's another place, geography change, it's always outside. And I think you heard me say the other day, it was a bit radical, but I think it's about one in 50 people who get the real deal, the real Isaac life. That's what I think. Have I rattled you all? I think it's about one in 50. Why? Because all of us think the answer is geography change, external change, that change. When the change with God to do the miraculous, it's internal. 99% of the time, or you're trying to get a new relationship, a new job, a new church, a new country, a new state, God's going, what are you doing? I'm trying to change here. I'm trying to change here. And about one in 50 get it. Sorry for that stat, but I've been around 42 years. So that's my, that's my overview after 42 years, multiple continents. But for those who go, hmm, alrighty then. Let me go on the internal journey. Jesus, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to change? God goes, oh my gosh, angels. We got one of the one in 50s <laughs> is awake. The one in 50 is awake. Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to change? And God goes, oh my gosh. We may just have a miracle in motion with the one in 50 happening right here. Everybody, be the one in 50. You've talked about it on Friday night. How many came back to say thank you? One. One. There we go. There's the stats again. Let's go, Lord, help me to change. Help me to say yes. I'm not African, can you tell? But don't be put off by the colour. On the inside, there's a Zambian. <laughs> God said to me, don't limit yourself. I know you're from that suburb in Sydney, but part of your home and part of your family at Global Heart Church, your family will be Zambia as well. Zambia is an Isaac. And we're very grateful for that son. Can somebody say amen? Last one, just gonna read it. Jordy, come and join me. You know what, when you're doing an Ishmael life, everybody, gosh, it's exhausting. 
Being an Ishmael Christian, it's like, ugh, tiring. Being an Ishmael pastor, exhausting. Trying to do things by the flesh, trying to build kingdom by the flesh, trying to build church by the flesh, trying to do family by the flesh. It's really tiring. What we've got to do is say, Lord, grace me to be a parent. Grace me to be married. Grace me to be a Christian. Grace me to serve You, Lord. Lord, I am tired trying it in my own flesh. Lord, but I know You're the God of Isaac. Father, let the supernatural anointing to produce life, even when I don't feel like it, or I feel like it's too late because I'm too old. Lord, grace me for that. Listen, everybody, beautiful Scriptures, I finish. Matthew 11, Jesus says to all of us today, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Everybody who's burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Everybody, let today be a changing day. Jordy's just gonna pray for us. Let it be a changing day. Let it be a changing day by you changing and step into the Isaac life that God has called you to have. The supernatural child of faith. God says that promise is on the way to you, but we're gonna say, Lord, help me now. Listen to change in Jesus' Name. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.